Okay, this is going to be uh, the beginning of a podcast. I'm starting here. Uh, it's driven by this virus at the moment. It's driven by boredom. Um, I think we're going to call it uh, side effects, um, since it's a side effect of the virus. Um, I think one of the things we should talk about here is the virus itself. I mean, how can you avoid talking about it? we got to talk about it. It's being talked about by everybody everywhere. But one of the things that's not being talked about is our, is our colossal failure with it. I mean, um, we constantly have these movies uh, where humanity rises up as one glowing, blossoming flower. And uh, we fight off the alien invasion or one person just doggedly researches a disease because their child has it until eventually they create a cure and that cure saves the child or maybe it comes too late to save their child, but it saves humanity as a whole because nobody will ever have to suffer from that problem again. Um, uh, we, we, we get together, we have the, uh, the zombie apocalypse occurring and eventually Brad Pitt finds a way to end the zombie apocalypse through enough, you know, running away from zombies and heartache and all the things that happen when you have a zombie apocalypse. Um, you know, but humanity, humanity comes together. Uh, what's that movie? Um, July, 4th of July, 4th of July. They come together. They communicate from dark little basements and tell each other how to bring down the spaceships and destroy the alien invasion. Um, well, I think we're failing. Um, humanity is not coming together. We're not coming together at all. The preppers, the ones who claimed that they were ready for the collapse of society, the ones that claimed that, you know, they had to put freeze-dried mushrooms in their basement and save all these other products, and they'll give you extensive tours of their warehouse of crap um, for the economic or social or whatever collapse of society. And they're the ones falling apart the most. They're the ones out there protesting the lockdown. They're the ones out there protesting with their guns. Why, why bring a gun? You're bringing a gun to a vaccine fight. What good is it? You can't shoot the virus. You can shoot the carrier, I guess, if you know who he is. But we don't test anybody, so it doesn't matter. We're not going to know if you're a carrier or not. Um, but the bottom line, let's get back to how we how we gather together as humanity to fit, to defeat these things and and why we're not doing it? What exactly is wrong with us at the moment? Um, you have to imagine that a part of it has 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 come about because of the uh, um, the polarization within this country. We've got polar opposites politically, um, and we've got people in the middle who frankly don't care. They, they're not paying attention. They don't care. They don't want to talk about it. It's a disturbing subject to them. Um, they just go along and get along. I'm not picking on those people. They're fine people, probably. Um, the loud ones on either end are getting all the attention. Um, we got the loud ones on the right. They're the ones with the guns and the screaming and the, you know, first they were screaming that we were, you know, attacking Trump with the virus. Now they're screaming that the virus is, you know, 
being an infringement upon their very right to exist. Well, yes, it is. A virus is an infringement on your right to exist. Cancer is an infringement on your right to exist. Multiple sclerosis, diabetes, um, you name a disease that's going to change the way you have to live, and it's an infringement on your right to exist up until the point where it fucking kills you. Um, so how do you protest a virus? Well, you don't. You fix it. Now, how do you fix it? That's a damn good question. Um, how do we fix things? I mean, what's, what's the scariest thing out there to attack something with? I mean, stick with me a little bit here. We're going to work on this one. Um, I, I, I think I know the answer to this question. But to get there, you have to explore some of our movie history. Um, like the movie Alien. Okay, you've got this spaceship, um, and it's cruising along, you know, doing its job. Everybody's in, uh, everybody's in hibernation or, you know, extended sleep mode or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, they're all locked down. They get woken up and they get sent to a planet because there's an alien there. And this alien has unbelievable capabilities. It just kills. It's like the perfect killing machine. It has acid for blood. If you damage the damn thing and it bleeds on you, that'll kill you. It bites you in the face with teeth that come out of teeth that come out of teeth that come out of teeth. Um, that's got to be scary, right? It was scary when I saw it in the movie. Um, it, it certainly certainly was impressive. Um, you know, and... Uh, then we've got, like, I'd say, um, Mike Myers. He was scary, you know, in the uh, in the Halloween series. Um, you know, we've had a number of these movies through the years with slashers coming at you, trying to kill you. Um, you know, uh, relentless aliens. Um, Predator. Predator. Uh, Predator's a good case. Um, you know, Predator is a, uh, is a killing machine that comes to Earth to hunt humans. Um, but what did we learn watching all these movies? You know, you've got these ungodly killing machines. Some of them have massive technology. Um, some of them are just relentless and can't be killed. I mean, like a Mike Myers, you can't kill Mike. I mean, you drop him off second story building, you go, you look, he's still, he's not there. Why? Because he's right behind you. He's really slow usually, but not in that case. He got up the stairs really quick. Um, you know, they're all trying to kill you. And how are they all defeated in the end? Well, by and large, they're defeated with hot women. I mean, I know. Stick with me, though. Stick with me. I mean, the alien killing machine in Alien with acid blood and teeth within teeth within teeth gets defeated by Sigourney Weaver. Not once, multiple times. In fact, Sigourney Weaver came back from the dead in one of the Alien movies to be part alien and still kill the alien. I mean, so basically, 
the nemesis. Like if you've got alien versus predator, okay? Predator and alien are, I think they were up in the North Pole or Antarctica or wherever you go to do this. Um, they were battling it out in some underground structure created, I suppose, to battle it out in, you know, to see who's the biggest, baddest one. But who wins at the end of that movie? The hot girl. The hot girl's the one alive. The hot girl's there when everything else is dead. Hot girls are dangerous. Now, you hot girls are just finding this out. You regular girls are just finding this out. It's We men know this already. I mean, hot girls can destroy you in a heartbeat. And regular girls can destroy you in a heartbeat. But hot girls just wipe you out in a heartbeat. Um, so we've known this for a long time. Now, how do you get a hot girl to kill a virus? See, now you're thinking to yourself, well, Kevin, this is a virus. It's not an alien invasion. The hot girl doesn't stand a chance. Au contraire. Now, there's a movie. This is going to date me. But uh, many of you have never seen it, but there's an old movie where somebody has, like, cancer, and we don't know how to cure it, so we miniaturize Raquel Welch, and Raquel Welch used to be a hot girl. She's probably still kind of a hot girl, but, you know, she's like, I don't know, in her 80s or something now, um, but uh, depends on where you put her as to whether or not she's a hot girl. That can be subjective, you know. She might not be a hot girl at the beach, but... She could be easily be a hot girl at the rest home, um, <clears throat> you know. But we took um, Raquel Welch while she was still very much a hot girl, and we miniaturized her, very much so. And we put her in a little tiny, like, spaceshipy thing, and we injected her into the guy with cancer, and she went and she defeated cancer, okay? So this leads you to believe that if we could take a hot girl or hot girls, because I don't know how many you're going to need, because maybe you can retrieve them, maybe you can't. I don't know. In the movie with Rocka Welch, we could retrieve the hot girl, miniaturize her again, and put her in somebody else. But that's time-consuming. Um, so what you might have to do is get multiple hot girls and inject them into people with the virus. And then they just go hunting. Um, I'm not sure how feasible this is. I don't know... Um, I don't know our level of technology when it comes to miniaturization, but I don't know our level of technology when it comes to many things because we hide those levels of technology. I mean, we probably have a space airplane because why wouldn't we? I mean, it makes perfect sense. You don't just run around going, ah, we got a space shuttle, but we're not going to use it anymore. And we're going to trust the Russians who we hate and we never liked in the first place. And so we're going to trust the Russians to take us up into space from now on. You don't say that unless you've got a space airplane that's top secret. You don't want to tell anybody about it. So you pretend the Russians are doing your shit for you, but they're not really. Anyway, um, so we got a space airplane probably. And uh, the uh, um, so we got levels of technology that nobody's talking about. Nobody wants to let you know about. Miniaturization may be one of these things. I mean, Ant-Man could miniaturize, right? He miniaturized everything. I don't know, you know, like... Um, he even had like miniature sperm and I don't know if miniature sperm create miniature people. And that's a whole different, that's a whole different podcast. We're going to have to save that one for a little bit. But I think if we can miniaturize these little hot girls, then we could miniaturize. We'd, we'd have to create some kind of ship. Like, but what do we have for water? What do we have to travel around underwater all the time? 
Um, Because you'd have to inject them into like the bloodstream, right? I don't know. Um, We do have submarines. I guess we could miniaturize a little submarine. Um, A yellow one. We could miniaturize a yellow submarine and they could go after the blue meanies and the white, you know, well, they'd be white meanies because I think the white blood cells, I don't know if the white blood cells are actually white. I'm not a doctor. I know you're stunned by that information. But anyway, I think we could come together as a people, gather the hot girls. I know there's plenty of them out there because all you got to do, there's tons of these like Russian women that want to come and marry Western men. Um, They, you know, and they seem sincere. I've read their profiles. They seem very sincere. They're doctors and lawyers and heads of state in Russia. But they want to come here and marry like they want to marry Fred, who works at Arby's. And uh, I, I, it's just out of love, I'm sure. And uh, so instead of, you know, we could use Fred. We could take Fred and lure them here as bait. And then once they get here, we can just miniaturize them and teach them how to kill the virus and inject them into Fred. Maybe if Fred has it by now. I don't know if Fred does. I don't know. He, is Arby's one of the essential workplaces? Maybe you could just go through the drive through I don't know for sure. Okay. So anyway, in order to come together as a people, I guess what I'm telling you is that we have to learn to miniaturize hot women and put them in yellow submarines and inject them into humans one at a time. We've only got 350 million humans in this country, and Trump just shut all the borders down for everything. So that's not going to rise. Maybe by a couple where people will pop out kids because they can't help it. But, you know, it's not going to rise by a lot. So 350 million is a workable number. We should be able to get that done in about 20 years. And then the virus will be solved, and we can all go back to doing what we were doing. So this is Kevin. Heart ran up here at Side Effects, and uh, I guess that's our first episode, the Hot Woman episode. Okay, thank you very much for your time.